Hello my unapologetic beauties, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, hosted by yours truly, Natalie Nadine. Unapologetically Her is a podcast created to not only tackle all things female and urban pop culture, but to empower, embrace, and educate the women of today's society. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her by her. And for today's episode, I am joined by the designer behind Repurpose. And today we'll be discussing fashion, sustainability, and entrepreneurship. So please give a round of applause to Leanne. <laughs> welcome back to my podcast. And I say welcome Thank back you. because we did this before. <laughs> you know, Zoom wants to act up, but we're back again. So thank you. Thank you for coming back. It's all good. No worries. Thanks for making time for me. I appreciate yes. you having me on here. So thank you. Anytime. Um, <laughs> cool. So before we get into it, let everyone know where to find you, a little bit about you, you know, where they can run you a check. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Leanne. Um, on Instagram, it's Leanne Smiles, L-I-A-N-N-E-S-M-I-L-E. Z, Z, Z. Um, and I would describe myself as a designer, entrepreneur, and communications and marketing creative. Um, and yeah, you can find us also at Repurpose at R-E-P-U-R-P-U-S. Keep it short and simple. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we jump into, you know, the topics today, I just want to start off with the main question. How are you with COVID and 2020 just being a whole mess in itself. How have you been doing? Um, I've been great. Like, I'm super thankful for, like, the year and everything that's been happening because due to, like, the pandemic and everything, mm -hmm. it's really helped me, like, launch everything um, and just get started um, mm -hmm. unexpectedly in, like, a good way, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because, yeah, like, I started off the year, you know, working full-time and everything, trying to do my business on the side. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was, like, temporarily let go. Um, I was also finishing up university. So it was just, like, all at once. <laughs> you had a lot on your plate this year. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> it's not just a lot. It's just a little bit. <laughs> But it's Toronto, like, I feel like you really need to be grinding all the time or else it's, like, mm. it's hard, it's tough. It's a tough city to just, like, only do one thing. So, yes. yeah, I felt the need to do everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Once it's so not burning you out, like, you're actually comfortable sorry? with what you're doing. Once you're not, burn, like, burning out. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I think balance is key. Like, I think, like, during the pandemic, thankfully, I've been able to still do my runs. Um, yeah. And still, like, you know, that keeps me sane. <laughs> but also, like, be busy doing things and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, like, for me, I was really thankful that the pandemic kind of happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> just no, because... Be honest with it. Trust me, we're in the same boat. I, I was very happy. Yeah. <laughs> Not happy with, you know, the consequences, but, you know, it's yeah. the time all. Hmm. No shame. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, yeah, just because, like, with the pandemic, um, being temporarily let go really pushed me to, like, um, go full out with my business because I mm -hmm. think I was really just doing it on the side and kind of, like, trying my best to work on it, but also juggling school and um, work, so it was just, like, a lot. Um, so, yeah, like, when I was temporarily let go, um, I focused on finishing up university, mm -hmm. finished all my assignments, got all that done, and then... 
um i wanted to like really kick off my business but i wasn't sure like where to go I was like how do i get started mm-hmm. um i tried watching a bunch of like youtube videos and a lot of it was like um american based or like oh you got to follow these taxes mm-hmm. and i'm like uh, we're canadian we don't really have these things um yeah. <laughs> so i'm yeah. actually very shocked at the fact there's like more canadian than sorry more american than canadian content when it comes mm-hmm. to that yeah there isn't a lot of canadian based uh information and taxes and so that made it like really challenging to just like get started mm-hmm. um a lot of it was more so like um like documents by the government of ontario or government like canada like all yeah. that information so it was like really tough and i was like oh my god where do i go um i and thankfully i was actually like working at the jordan store just like months ago and they were mm-hmm. like saying um, I actually met another entrepreneur who was telling me like, oh, like I've been doing this program called BizStart. Um, and I was like, oh, what's BizStart? Like, tell me yeah. more. Um, and he was essentially saying that it was like a five month program that like really helped him launch his business. Um, and it was like a incubator program. So mm-hmm. you apply with your business idea. Um, and then in those like five months, they really push you to develop a business plan get you started, teach you all the different things in terms of like Mm. legal, in terms of um, financial, like everything that like a business kind of entails. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the last few months, you have the opportunity to really go all out uh, and dedicate a lot more of your time into your business. And then there's less of a portion um, in the teaching aspect. So Mm -hmm. for example, we had Mondays and Fridays were more so about um, like they were just teaching us information. And then yeah. from Tuesday to Thursday, we would just solely focus on our business. So that meant anything regarding whether that was social media content, whether that was creating your actual products and like getting all of that done. You had that like three days uh, to kind of focus on that. Yeah. Um, so that was super helpful because then, um, yeah, like I had, um, you know, a support system. I met mm. so many great other entrepreneurs, which was really nice because uh, being an entrepreneur can be quite lonely to be Absolutely. very frank. Oh, yeah. um, so to like be connected with another network of people who are also passionate about what they're doing, they want to start their own business mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just meet other entrepreneurs. Like you never get that opportunity because no. most people are way too busy focusing on their business. So it was really nice to kind of start with that community. Yeah. We still message each other. It's so sweet. Like I love that. So you guys um, actually really built yeah. a genuine connection and friendship. Through yeah. You. Through Zoom. Oh, <laughs> Surprisingly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, Zoom, I want to give you some more credit. <laughs> And we're actually the first class on Zoom uh, through the BizStart program. So mm-hmm. it was like amazing. Uh, I'm so thankful that I was accepted and got a chance to be a part of it because I learned so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I, was, I said like, I was like, I'm kind of glad I got time for Let Go because I got to focus on what I really wanted to do. Absolutely. Um, and I loved it. Like by the end of it, I was like, oh my God, imagine like being able to do this full time and just love everything about just working on my business and knowing that it's like for me Um, and it's like everything that I'm passionate about like wrapped into one. Um, So that was like amazing because I was finally like, okay, I can finally like do this and like Mm -hmm. um, spend time and dedicate like my time and do as much research as I can on it and everything. So that was great. Um, Cause I don't think with like, um, if I did, if I wasn't temporarily let go, I wouldn't have taken that chance because I was like, 
oh yes. no, like I should be working full time. I need to be saving, you know, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I would have done it on the side. I just feel like I wouldn't have completely immersed myself in something like this. Yes. Um, if you know, things were differently. So I'm so I could push this till next month. Yeah. Hold yourself back. Exactly. Yeah. And then with the program, it really just pushed me to like, take it seriously, um, to still do it. And like, even now, now that I'm working full time, I'm still doing it. But now mm-hmm. I'm like taking it slightly more serious because before I didn't see like the value in it. I was kind of like, oh, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But then like, program it really showcased you know my purpose it showcased you know um why are you doing this why did you apply to do this program anyways you know mm-hmm. it, it shows you like you know there's a reason why you're doing this yep. and that there's value in that so you should you should take it seriously and go for exactly. it and not hold yourself back and you didn't put all this time in just a waste super, of time exactly yeah mm-hmm. and it was super life-changing because it definitely like got me to step out of my comfort zone um it helped me to become a little bit more organized because I sometimes I'm all over the place to be completely honest um but yeah it definitely helped me be more accountable for what I'm doing and be a little bit more organized in that sense of time management and then also um another thing that was a little bit challenging or like that I kind of learned as well was um to get out of my head because I tend to be like a bit of a perfectionist and I'm like it needs to be like this or it needs to be like that or like you know Uh, and so like when I did the program I kept like saying like oh I haven't done this or I haven't launched it because I'm like it's not perfect yet like I can't release it yet like yeah and so I kept holding back and so um they kept questioning like why are you holding back what are you scared of like what's your fear and like got into that I was like okay maybe I could just like test it out put it out there see what happens you know? yeah <laughs> so that's what like got me to kind of step out of my shell a little bit more and then another mm-hmm. thing that I thought was super helpful was um finding a mentor um I never realized like the importance or the like what was the point of getting a mentor kind of thing until yeah. I surrounded myself with mentors um and I like interviewed or got in contact with a few other entrepreneurs themselves who are like further down in the business um mm-hmm. or have been in the industry for a while and I was like wow this is actually so are you talking about like a mentor that's mostly related to what you want to do or just like the general a business mentor a business mentor just mm-hmm. because um, they even said like your mentor does not need to be someone in your industry because maybe they're stronger at something else that can definitely help you, uh, learn from it. Or maybe mm-hmm. they can look at your business from a different angle that you didn't necessarily look at because you were too focused and you're like, Oh, it needs to be like this because this is what a Y and Z are doing. So like they yes. give you a different insight or different aspect or insight into your, like what you're doing. So yeah I was like wow like I never thought about it that way so yeah oh well that's good to know because I feel like when people hear okay I need a mentor has to be someone doing exactly what they're doing or else they can't have one so that's Mm -hmm. actually good advice I like that I mean that like that helps as well um Mm -hmm. but I know that like sometimes the fear or challenge is that oh they're gonna copy what I'm doing or like oh Mm -hmm. like you know there's that always that like fear of what if I like share this and they might like, you know, um, mm. but yeah, like it's, it's like, I think this route is also a great opportunity to still 
find the help that you're looking for and mm. still get, you know, that advice or different perspective and yeah, just help you get to where you want to get to. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Nice. <laughs> now I want to go a little bit deeper into repurpose. I want to know how did it all start? Like what inspired you to get into fashion this way? A lot of things. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, for me, it really started as like a child. I was always doing sports. I was always being active. Um, yeah, like it started off playing basketball and then volleyball and just like running track uh, across country, like pretty much every sport. Um, so as a child, I was super active doing everything. And then um, I used to sew, I like to get creative and, you know, I was sewing like my old things that ripped. So actually playing basketball, I ripped one of my favorite tights. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> um, my parents were like, it still works. You just have a hole. And I was <laughs> just like, um, guys, <laughs> like, um... and they're like, yeah, they're like, you broke it. So God deal with it. So I was kind of like, okay. So see how this uh, is. yeah, but like at the time, like they were always trying to save and always trying to like, you know, make sure we had food on the table. Like that was obviously more important than like more clothes. So yeah um yeah so then like I kind of uh they taught me how to sew so then I like sewed up my pants uh into like capris slash tights um this like shorter version mm -hmm. and then I like made like I had a white t-shirt and then I like um cut off the sleeves and made it like sleeveless and then I added like the rest that like the le leftover um piece of like that ripped onto like the the top and I made like a little pocket so it was kind of matching. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, just should be like So that's essentially where it started. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and then I never touched anything. Well, I remember always like loving to go shopping. Um or just like even though I went and buy I would go window shopping. Just, like oh, go yeah. to all the malls and look at all the dresses and all the clothes and you know yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, flashback until like a few years later, um, mm -hmm. I completely just like disregarded, you know, like Toronto, not a lot of people don't really like to like dress up much, like unless no. they're like going out, out, but like um, people like don't, they dress down, like it's pretty chill and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but once I moved out to Amsterdam to do my internship, I just like fell in love with like how people were dressing again and how people would style their outfits, put things together with their sneakers. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like we need more of this in Toronto. Like I would literally like, as I was I going home, people. just stare at people. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would just stare at people. Like I'd be going and I was like, oh my God, it's so nice. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Like I was just like admiring everything. And I'm like, I'm very visual. So I remember things and I remember like, one time um I was like going home I would always take the the ferry because I lived in the north part of Amsterdam mm -hmm. so I needed to take a ferry like every day oh, wow. um and I remember seeing someone wearing like this whole yeah so because <laughs> there's a lot of water in Amsterdam um yeah. and canals and all that fun stuff uh so, <laughs> so cool yeah thank you yeah, so I remember like being on the ferry and there was like this um, one girl, she had like a whole outfit with like a trench coat and like their sneakers and just like the whole outfit was just really nice and like really put together. Mm -hmm. like, this is amazing. Like <laughs> you do not see, like you see a bit of this in Toronto, but like 
not to that extent and consistently among like most people so I was like really impressed um (laughs) yeah and so yeah so that's kind of where I kind of fell in love with like fashion again Mm -hmm. um because I was just constantly seeing it and just like I like I'm always attracted to like aesthetics with using like things and stuff and so like I noticed like small like you know small aspects of design like for Mm -hmm. example texture like materials and like I remember anytime I'd walk into a store I'd always like feel the shoes or feel like the different materials because I'm like oh this is so pretty or like you know um (laughs) so like it was just like always like my inclination but um yeah so anyways um Mm -hmm. so I fell in love with that I moved back to Toronto and I was like what if I can kind of bring a taste of that back um but also combine my passions but I also didn't want to just like kick off and start into that so I wanted to do a bit of self-digging and understand who I was as a person before Mm -hmm. I could like you know give back and do something that I was passionate about absolutely um and so in doing that, I like rediscovered that I was like super creative as a child, um, that I was like very athletic and that I was like on the sustainability team, which I completely forgot. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I wasn't super surprised because I was always super conscious about like anything sustainability, like uh, when it came to like the Inconvenient Truth movie that came out like years ago, mm-hmm. Wally, like I remember seeing those and I was like, oh, I need to do something. Yeah. Um, but like as a child, you feel like you can't really do much because you're a child, right? Right. Um, and so like I remember actually um, when I was going through my yearbook, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like I was on the I was on the sustainability team, and so like. Um, I asked some of my friends, and I'm like, yeah, I remember we used to always, like, check every, like, classroom to see if they recycled and put everything in the right bins and everything. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but, yeah, she reminded me, and I was like, oh, it's cool. Wow. So, like, and then, like, also the way I was raised, it was always, like, you know, make sure you turn off the lights once you leave a room. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have a compost. My parents used to always, like, garden and kind of, like, uh they like to be organic so they would plant like tomatoes like cherry tomatoes and like um like we have an apple tree and like all those different things um so they're always like yeah trying to be sustainable and trying to be organic and healthy (laughs) in those ways um so like naturally I was kind of raised to be like a little bit sustainable and be just conscious about these things because I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't keep in mind is just like being at least aware or conscious of like your actions and the impact it has and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that led to that. Mm -hmm. Um, then, um, yeah, then I did like this, uh, sneaker workshop, um, back in the fall 2020, no, 2019. Sorry. So then, yeah. So like I realized I was on the sustainability team. Um, it's funny because I never saw myself as a creative person. Um, I was always like, oh no, like, um, I was always trying to be like, play out, play it safe, you know? And it was always like, oh, I need to like do marketing and, and math and like all that stuff because that's like mm-hmm. going to guarantee me like a, you know, a safe cor- corporate job. Da, da, da. Um, and so like, uh, with that like mindset, I, I always like stuck to you know doing all my schoolwork and doing all my assignments and doing all that, which is great. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, I'm a Pisces. I need to figure out like what my creative thing is because 
um, Pisces tend to be like very creative and I'm not super like believe in all horoscopes, but I, when it comes to like characteristics, I feel like it's pretty accurate. There's, most there's some things in there. Cool. there <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was like trying to figure out what my creative like outlet was and trying to understand mm. what I was like strong at, went through my old report cards, found out I did really well in like arts, music, um, like singing, dancing, and like gym and all that stuff. And I was like, why did I never pursue this? Like, why was I was like holding back kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, that's when I kind of um, was like, okay, like, what is it? What is it? Like, <laughs> you know? Like, what is um, and then like, what clicked for me was I went to the sneaker workshop back in the fall last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I came with my like white Air Force Ones um, and you just brought in your shoes and they had a bunch of materials and you would just like decorate it uh, with those materials. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Like, what do I do? Like, literally we have three hours. I need to like design this and just start putting things on my shoe and da da da. Um, and then I was really inspired by like the... Um, or was it the top three? Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Jordan ones and like Air Force ones, but they usually have like a top three, which is they put like a mis- mix match of like blue, white, and red on like the sneaker. But then oh. uh, one is like they're both like the same colorway, mm-hmm. but they're on different spots. So, for example, oh, the swoosh on this side is like red and the swoosh on this one's like blue, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look like identical, same yeah. like same colorways, but they're just like in different spots. Like no one's gonna um, look at you and be like, you have two different shoes on right now. Yeah, exactly. Like they're similar enough, but like they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I was really inspired by that. And so I found a bunch of like leather, corduroy and jean materials. And I was like, how do I like make something out of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, oh, I can do like a mix match, top three inspired slash Virgil Abloh thing, yeah. off white, you know. <laughs> so that's when I made uh, these actually. Um, oh, so I'm not sure you see the, like the leather, yeah. and then here's, like the corduroy. I'm not sure if you can see it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then here's like the three M, so it's like reflective. And then yeah, that's about it. Nice. So. If you guys are listening to this, definitely head over to the YouTube page, and you can see the shoe that she made. That is really cool. And then this is the other pair. So there's still three M here, and mm-hmm. then there's like, you know, Virgil Abloh with the quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, here's like a bit of jeans, and then yeah, that's that's these. I don't know oh, if you that's can see cool. Now. Mm-hmm. And they're all like both. Oh, okay, there. Um, so that's that's how. Um, yeah. So I did this. So that's within, kind of like, like just what sparked it right there. <laughs> yeah. So this is where it really started for me because mm-hmm. once I made these, I realized, oh, I can be like I'm creative. Like I would define myself as creative once I did that because normally like like in my head at least I was like oh like if you aren't creative you'd be like oh I'm just gonna like paint red or something on it and like be done with it you know but like I actually thought about the different shoes that I really liked and Mm -hmm. kind of you know got creative with that and just worked with what I got yeah Um, and that's kind of how I work in terms of my design process like I see what I have and I'm like how can I make this work how can I be creative with like what I got and just make the most out of it? 
Um, so once I made these, I was like, oh my God, like, what if I could do something with this? Cause then it combines most of my passions for sustainability, for streetwear, for sneakers. Yeah. Um, and just like bring that all together. Um, so I got really excited. Um, <laughs> and I like, was like, I need to do something with this. Um, mm -hmm. and my whole goal was like, I really want to, um, make an impact, a positive impact in terms of sustainability, because I feel like there's a lot of corporations out there trying to do good, which is great. Um, but there's still a lot more work to be done. Absolutely. So I was like, what if I could start something that will, you know, hopefully change the mindset will inspire people to want to just be more conscious. Like even just being conscious makes a bit of a difference because it's like, uh, something so minor, like, Oh, maybe I'll wear, I'll use a tote bag today instead of, you know, taking the plastic bag at the grocery store is so minor, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's it something, right? Way. And if everyone were to do that, that would make such a huge difference um, because now it's not one person. It's, you know, a hundred people, a million people and so forth. So yeah, all those yeah. plastic bags are, aren't going to landfill or endangering like the animals or the earth. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so that's kind of where it started for me, what inspired me and like this whole journey of like reconnecting with my younger self and bringing it all together to really bring all my passion together and do something with it. Um, because yeah, like when I do get to get um, creative and create something, I like get super excited when I see like the final results because I have like, you know, I have like a, an idea in my head, but then until I like actually make it physically, yeah. um, it's just an idea, right? So when oh, I actually yeah. see the product or I see it come together, I'm like, oh, it's like together, like, you know, it's just, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I love yeah. that. Oh, God, I can't wait to see some more pieces. So I want to take you back to kind of educate the people when it comes to sustainability, because we hear about that. But can you tell us a bit more about what it actually means? How can we be more sustainable in our everyday lives? You did mention like, you know, bring the tote bag instead of buying the plastic bags or bringing plastic bags to the grocery store. So yeah, tell us how can we be more sustainable? What is sustainability? Because I feel like we only know the three R's. Reduce, yeah. reuse, recycle. Okay, cool. Now we help save the planet. Not yeah. Really. No, there's way more to that. And I think everyone will interpret it differently. And um, people can do it differently. Like, for example, for me, like, it means, um, you know, going for bike rides instead of like having to use, you know, a car, like a car that, you know, releases gas, for example, or like, <laughs> Um, you know, using the bus versus a car, for instance, and just making like small choices like that, just because it releases less uh, pollution into the earth. Um, so that's one way. Like, and then for other people, it could mean, you know, okay, maybe they'll go vegan, or maybe they'll go vegetarian, or mm -hmm. um, they'll minimize their impact, um, or their their waste impact that they're making. Um, there's so many different ways you can be sustainable. But yeah, um, I feel like everything matters. If you're able to do all of it, that's great. I mean, it's difficult to do all of it, but mm -hmm. even just, you know, minimizing, you know, your waste, your, your constant urges to buy, you know, everything, the next sneaker release or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Figure out your you needs know? versus your wants. And like that exactly. one step is really, can kind of just get you on the right path. Exactly. And like, I think, yeah, sustainability for me, like, means minimizing my impact. It means, you know, thinking consciously about the decisions that I'm making that could make an impact on the environment negatively. Mm -hmm. um, what can I do that's, you know, less 
uh, less of an impact on the environment. And um, yeah, so there's so many different ways you can kind of go about that. So it's like, it's hard to say like one thing just because there's so much you could do. Mm -hmm. um, but like for me personally, like I bike everywhere. I try my best to bike everywhere. Uh, winter is different. I'd like, yeah, <laughs> it's winter in Toronto. So <laughs> be like, girl, you bike in the winter time. I salute you. Mm -mm. I've done it one time. Um, but like, then my bike got all rusty. And then I was like, oh, the fact that you even had the idea to do that, you, you are dedicated. <laughs> um, one time I actually like I biked to like the station and um it snowed <laughs> uh unexpectedly yeah and my bike got stuck to the thing because it was like um it was too cold that like i guess the lock froze so i was yeah. like trying to unlock and it wouldn't lock like unlock so it stay there for like a good week and then oh once um yeah and then once it kind of got better i went back with like oil and lubricant and it was like oh let's go <laughs> And like, thankfully, it worked. Um, I saved my bike, <laughs> bike home. But when I biked home, there was like still like a lot of snow. It was like at least 10, 20 centimeters. <laughs> and I was like, um, great. Oh, mm -hmm. I could barely pedal. Like it was so bad. But I was like, I don't want to walk. Like it's cold. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you can either walk, you can wait at the bus stop, but then you have that crowd of people. We're gonna be fighting mm -hmm. because of the cold. Yeah, I guess the bike is the lesser of all evils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um, this was like two or three years ago. <laughs> Haven't done it since. That's so great. Uh, <laughs> so do you have like a time limit where you'd be like, okay, it's about this time in the year. We're probably just gonna pack you away till spring. Well, I mean, it depends on the weather. So. Yeah. <laughs> But like, yeah, like now I'm like, as soon as I see like more than like five centimeters, then I'm like, okay, I guess I could put it away. <laughs> but I hate like, I like, I love my bike because the thing is, okay, from some, like from spring to summer, I get so dependent on my bike because I don't have to wait for the bus. I can yeah. go straight to the station. Like it's so convenient. And then as soon as fall winter hits and I have to like, switch over to just like using um like walking or waiting for the bus yeah. i get so frustrated because i have to wait and i'm like oh my bike would be great right now i'd be yeah. there in two seconds like you know, so. yeah you know what i don't hate it there's a lot of independence right it's almost it's pretty much like having your own car yeah except without the insurance and the gas and the cold right <laughs> that's true yeah no but it's it's great like yeah even like when I was in Amsterdam I loved it because everyone it's a bike city so everyone bikes there oh. they even have like a highway full of bikes which is like amazing because like I a can highway? bike like yeah I've, I've actually used it one time because I was like I was like I'm up for the challenge you have to so. YOLO what yeah so I went from um I'm not sure if you're familiar with like uh the Netherlands but I went from like Hilversum to Amsterdam, mm -hmm. um, which was like a three-hour bike ride for me. Three hours, three hours and a half. Just um, straight, no break in between. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> because I was exploring the area. It was like my first week there, and I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Let's just go for it. <laughs> so I like, and it grows so windy, and like, 
it almost started, like it got cloudy at one point. I was like, oh my God, is it going to rain? Like it was crazy. Like three hours and a half, it was like maybe 30, 30 something kilometers. Yeah. And then I was just like wet and I was just like, oh my goodness, like, uh, am I going to be fine? And like, thankfully Google Maps was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cold because they have a lot of canals. So like lots of water. So then it feels yeah. way colder than it actually is. Um <laughs> But I did it, and it was great. Um, I, at least I could say I lived it. I right? did it. I don't know if I want to do it again, but I did it. <laughs> at least you could say you went there and you tried it all. Yeah, for the most yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it was yeah, good. It must be, like, in great shape. Because I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, I can really do those exercise bikes at the gym. <laughs> and you bike literally everywhere. And to, you guys, Toronto's a big... If you, any of you guys are listening you're not from Toronto, we're a big city. It's big. So for her to bike everywhere, uh, oh you, and you're brave with the car, girl. Mm-mm. No, like my poor legs is just screaming for you. Like I can well, like doing like the gym. <laughs> what? Well, like when I was doing track and cross country, I was kind of used to it. So like it's not like too bad for me, but. Yeah. <laughs> like even like I used to do like the track across countries too, but still. <laughs> God, I need to get back. I need, I need to get need to work out again. Continue, carry on. <laughs> My little self-reflection. Um what, why did I get to this biking topic? Sorry. Sustainability. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Uh <laughs> yeah so that's like one way and then also like by thrifting um Mm -hmm. it's a way of creating like being a part of that circular economy because instead of like um creating waste or like just donating your clothes to like Salvation Army which may or may not be sent out to um like third world countries like Mm -hmm. at least it's being passed on to someone else who will wear it and you know make the most out of it um, so that's just already eliminating, um, waste from being, you know, burned and releasing toxins into the environment. So, um, that's another way. Um, and then, yeah, there's just like, there's so many different ways you can be sustainable. Those are just a few ways at the top of my mind for like, you know, streetwear, fashion and, um, yeah, just like living wise. Well, in terms <laughs> and of sustainability some... in fashion, though, I had a question for you because you're talking about the yeah. donation of clothes. So, what do you think about the donation boxes? Sometimes mm-hmm. they're outside of malls or buildings, people to donate their clothes. Is that a good idea as well? Um, it depends where you're doing it. So, for example, I know H and M has like a donation box in their store uh, <laughs> where they say like, "Oh, a lot of your clothes will be, you know, donated or will be reused into the materials that they use into the clothing that they're making um, at H and M." But recently, actually, uh, CBC, the news, um, the news media outlet. Uh, mm-hmm. did a bit of an investigation to understand if that was the truth and if that, that was if that was the reality. Yeah. Um, and they realized that um, actually they um, were not trying to, like they weren't uh, commenting, they weren't saying anything, um, but then a lot of their clothes were ending up in third world countries. Um, and then they wow. interviewed people out there and they said like, yeah, like they sell it on their, you know, their street markets and stuff like that and if it sells great 
but if it doesn't then they end up burning it which of course releases like harmful toxins into the environment so mm-hmm. that was like the biggest issue I saw with that um and that's actually what kind of inspired me to like do, take some action because yeah. um like I hate the fact that like so many big corporations and companies have so much power and have the flexibility to be able to shift the way they do things mm-hmm. but a lot of times they're not transparent about the actions that they're doing and then also uh they they're kind of greenwashing um by saying like oh we're doing this and we're doing that and they make it sound amazing and pretty but unless you're skeptical about what they say and yeah. ask further questions it's so hard to be like uh, it's so hard to say like whether or not that's accurate or not because so many companies will be like oh yeah and like now we're like doing this and we're doing that and like if companies are quick to switch to saying oh we're doing this we're being sustainable in this way mm-hmm. ask questions, like you know take that a step further because it's like for people to shift a huge corporation that quickly I got questions I'm sorry <laughs> It's not um, like you just built your company and you're doing yeah. this motive. Like, if you've been around for, like, 10, 20, 50 plus years, how are you mm-hmm. switching overnight? Like, a light switch. Yeah, yeah. it takes mm-hmm. time. Um, it takes time to be, like, to create those actions. And I know a lot of companies right now are making efforts to be more sustainable. But, of course, that definitely takes time. Like, recently, I think Nike released a very sustainable shoe just the other day. I think mm-hmm. it was called, like, the Hippie, stick, uh, hippie Sneaker um and even like when they did their live they were talking and they were very transparent about it which i like truly appreciated and they said like oh like more for it exactly because they're being completely honest with you which i was like oh that's great Mm -hmm. um so they said that they use 50 percent recycled materials so that means that they used um like a lot of the waste or like things that they just had um materials that they didn't really use they kind of um what's it called they um disintegrated it into like small pieces and they kind of use that to create the sneakers that they're making right now mm-hmm. um which is already a start you know Absolutely. it's something um whereas like yeah and like they were very like upfront about like hey this is not 100 percent sustainable but we are working towards that and that is our like end goal um but we are working with what knowledge we have with the you know research that we have right now and stuff like that and I was like oh that's like really good to like Mm -hmm. hear that um they're not just being like oh yeah this is super sustainable and until you ask like how like they can't really answer that question so yeah um so yeah I thought that was really great um and for those of you who may or may not know, like greenwashing is when a lot of companies or people say that they're doing all these like sustainable things. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like if you were to like, you know, ask them a question about it, they can't really go in depth because it's like, it's just words. There's no actions behind it. There's no depth to it. Yeah. Um, so greenwashing, like for example, I know there's a lot of companies saying, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, da, da, da. Um, and like when it comes to sustainability, I feel like you shouldn't be communicating it as an advertisement. I feel like Absolutely. you should be, you know, clear about the facts. Like this is, let's say, I don't know, 55% um, organic cotton. Mm-hmm. This is like another, I don't know, 45% um, recycled materials from what we have. Just be clear about it. Um, it doesn't need to be an advertisement. The goal is not to just advertise sustainability no. and just 
throw around this word because I think right now people are just throwing around this word like it's a new trend, but they're not really keeping in mind what that means. Um, So I think also being sustainable with intention um, and not just being, you know, oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, you know, like be intentional with like, if you say you are being sustainable, like people will want to listen, but um, of course, make sure that you're like, doing the right actions um that you say you're doing and stuff like that so yeah um so that was like really interesting so I guess like my I guess suggestion would be um you know the best is always to one give to like friends or family or people uh who you think might be in need um two would be like if you are traveling to other countries um maybe you can bring your old clothes to donate to them Um, whether that's at like a church or like a I don't know like a community center out there Mm -hmm. because they'll value that or appreciate that much more than um, just at a thrift store only because like in thrift stores here in like Toronto or like at least in Ontario that I'm aware of Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it just ends up um, in other people's hands which is great Um, but of course, Value Village and like Salvation Army, they are a business. So yeah. the main thing is like um, they'll take donations and then they resell it at a like uh, lower cost and stuff like that. Um, so it's not really like giving to those who in most need. No. So they're still trying to find um, a way to profit off of it. Exactly. And that's just how their business model is. So mm-hmm. um, it's fair. Like it makes sense. But um, yeah, it's not maybe not the best especially because also Canada is also a wealthier country so if you are able to go to like third world countries or even like anywhere else um you're like they're more likely to appreciate that like um yeah like sometimes when I go back home to like Panama to visit family like we bring like my old clothes when I was like a baby or like a child, whatever, mm-hmm. um, out there and they value it so much. They're like, thank you so much. Like they're just super happy with it because, yeah. um, you know, it, it's close from Canada. Like that's always seen as like such an amazing thing. Um, exactly. And then once it's not sure why, why, but not? <laughs> yeah. And like, we always take care of our clothes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, like they just appreciate it much more. Um, whereas like here, because Canada, like most people like, um even if they're like not in the best uh situation there are things that like there's loans and like um government funding that definitely help people in most need as well so um maybe i'm wrong but like at least from what like my understanding um like when you're in third world countries obviously like the um economy is not that great they don't have a lot of support systems for people in need Mm -hmm. so when you come from a different country and like are able to share that with them they appreciate it and value it whereas like here because the government is pretty decent and they're able to have like these social responsible um funding for people in need they're able mm-hmm. to like support them much more than in countries where they that doesn't really exist right so that makes sense yeah so that's like my thought process at least as well so yeah <laughs> okay well, my next does that answer your question? No, that yeah. does. Okay, good. But I also agree with you in terms of bringing clothes back home because even for me, like, I would say as getting older or whatnot, and you go through your clothes and be like, okay, maybe this doesn't fit. Maybe this is not my style. Same thing. If I have cousins or anyone back home who mm-hmm. can benefit from it, then why not bring it? That's- yeah, exactly. 
re reduce, reuse. <laughs> you don't want to go to waste. You don't want to go to landfills. Always kind of do that little yeah. research. And now thanks to Leanne, you know, what really happens to our clothes when we donate them? What happens mm -hmm. to our clothes when we think, oh, this is such a great initiative. And then two twos, it's like, oh, maybe not so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, as long as you do your research before you donate your clothes, you're good. Because mm -hmm. not like instead of just going like, oh, I'm just going to donate here because I'm going to get a five, I don't know, five dollar discount at like H&M or like at Salvation Army because I'm going to get this or whatever. Like, yeah, it's better to like make sure you just do your research and then you're good. Like, there's no need to. Um, yeah, I know. I know sometimes like we want to get rid of things quickly. Mm -hmm. um but yeah or even like um I don't know giving it to other people in like your friend group or people who are maybe looking for things or whatever yeah um so yeah there's, and there's so many like Facebook groups as well where people are like oh I'm just trying to get rid of this like does anyone need it or want it and mm -hmm. yeah there's like that community there so yeah so see there's so many avenues now especially with technology and everyone kind of not really starting their mm -hmm. own thing but everyone's now a little bit more aware more conscious of what's happening mm -hmm. around them. So these things are starting to pop up. So take that extra day before you just dump it anywhere. Do your research. See if you if you even want to make a little profit for yourself and resell it, sure. If you want to give it away, give it away. But definitely do your research and make sure your clothes and other items are going to the right places. So absolutely, I love that. I hope that you love what you're hearing so far. Stay connected by not only listening to the podcast, but you can watch the recordings on the YouTube channel, Unapologetically Her Podcast, and follow the podcast on Instagram, at Unapologetically Her, and at Unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. If you want to connect with me personally, your host Natalie Nadine, follow me at Natalie Nadine on all three social media platforms. Now, my next question for you is, with everything going on in the world right now, especially COVID, um, did you come across any difficulties starting your business? Because you did mention like this was a great time, like surprisingly to start, but did you come across any difficulties that you think wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for COVID? Um, I think the only like main challenge for me was I personally really wanted to do like uh, events every, um, every season. Mm -hmm. Um, so like fall, winter, you know, um, yeah. but like with COVID, you can't really do events. Um, so that was like the main challenge for me. Cause I was like in my head, I was like, Oh, like, it'll be great to do like physical events just because, um, people can try it on, people can touch it, see what it's like, mm -hmm. um, get a taste of what like repurpose is about. Um, and I like, I thought it was the most sustainable way for people to get the products as well yeah. um, and just be efficient because then like, you know, there's no hassle of like, Oh, I ordered this. I don't really like it. I want to return it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, I like it. I buy it and like go on kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was like my thought process. I was like, Oh, that's probably the best way to do it. But then also with COVID it's kind of difficult to just be like, Oh, I'm going to do this, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, so that's why like recently, so I did my launch event, uh, mm -hmm. September 27th. Um, thankfully, uh, there was no challenges there. Well, okay. There was many challenges <laughs> actually. Let me correct that. 
there were quite a few challenges because mm -hmm. initially, um, well, one, there was so much uncertainty because of like the COVID numbers, the pandemic and everything. Yeah. Um, and like it was back to school season. So there's a lot of people going back to school and everything. Mm -hmm. um, also like uh, the reason why like I was actually going to do it was because initially I thought I had a space set up and then um, last minute I was like, well, I already made the decision to run this event. So now I need to find a space. So I actually yeah. spent like two weeks reaching out to everyone on this open space. It's like this platform where you can find like uh, locations to run a photo shoot, to run an event or like yeah. whatever you're kind of looking at an event space for. Yeah. But I spent two weeks reaching out to like, everyone, whoever had like an open space available who can host us. Um, but obviously with like COVID, everyone was like, oh, we don't want to let anyone in. We only want to yeah. let like 10 people. And I was like, 10 people? Like that's pretty much all the people who are going to like support at the event. Like how am I going to get anyone to come in? So I was like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but because it was streetwear, I kind of wanted to do it like on the street, kind of like do like a parking mm -hmm. lot, kind of like, you know, um so then like yeah so I got um yeah thankfully I found a place in Kensington Market which was great because yes. it was literally right outside of the park I couldn't have asked for a better event like it was just That's I'm amazing. so thankful for everyone who came out for everyone that like supported in some way or reshared my content like thank mm -hmm. you so much um just because yeah like I was not like I was so unsure of like what was gonna happen just because with COVID, I was like, oh my goodness, like, should I still do this? Because, um, yeah, like, if I do this, is there going to be a risk? So I got, like, a bunch of hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. I, like, wrote everywhere, like, make sure you wear a mask. Like, I was trying to be super cautious because, um, yeah, like, I don't know where people are coming from, what, what, like, germs they might have. I was just, like, super paranoid. Like, everything um, else on a normal launch, like, launch event you can prepare for. But COVID can be one thing today and the next thing tomorrow. Yeah. So you really just have to exactly. go with the flow of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit of a challenge. Um, but, yeah, thankfully, like, I ordered everything on time. Like, everything came in, like, when it was, like, supposed to come in um like it ended up being almost like a networking event slash shopping spree thing <laughs> which is great um because yeah like there's a lot of my friends who came through and supported um a huge shout out to the biz mixer and carlina um mm -hmm. for like making an event out of it which is like amazing <laughs> mm -hmm. um because yeah, like a lot of people came through and then they started like networking and then also like people who came to see me, I was like, oh, meet this person or meet this person. And I was just like, yeah. meet each other. Like, right? <laughs> um, yeah, because, okay, the main thing, the one thing I remember like learning from the Biz Start program was your network is your net worth. So I was like, Ooh. true, true. So <laughs> So then I was like, everyone meet each other, become friends, you know, network, like, do your thing. I love it. Come to our um, inner circle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing because a lot of people um, that came were like entrepreneurs or mm -hmm. like, um, or like are trying to get into entrepreneurship or just wanted to meet new people. And yeah. with like the lockdown, it's been super tough to like kind of go anywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then like I had a few DJs. A lot of people were like, oh my God, I finally get to dance and enjoy some music. So that was great. 
because like all the clubs are closed. All you know the, you've like... been locked up too long when. <laughs> Literally. I'm so here for it. yeah so honestly I'm super thankful for that but yeah definitely it was a bit of a challenge just because I was like how do I do this and like I don't like to be very salesy like if Mm -hmm. so like that's why like for me I really wanted to work on a site or have an event because then people can decide if they want something um and buy with intention and buy it because they're going to wear it instead of just buying just to buy yeah um so like my my whole goal is like if you if you love something buy it but I don't want you to like feel obliged to buy it just because it's me or because gotcha. you want to like if you just want to buy more things like mm-hmm. like there's enough waste so yeah. <laughs> my goal is to minimize um sustain like your your negative impacts with um you know having like a lot of people end up buying a lot of things that they end up just having in their closet and not wearing. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, like, my whole goal is to, like, inspire people to think differently. So, do I really need this? Um, do I love this? Am I going to wear this more than one, you know, three times? Yeah. Um, go for it. If you're, like, oh, I'm not sure about this, da-da-da, like, then don't get it. Like, that's mm-hmm. already your decision. Just because, right. like, for me, it's just I want to, yeah, inspire people to think in this way just because I think, yeah, that's more valuable. And you enjoy it more because – um, you know, you you thought about it consciously mm-hmm. and you're buying because you love it instead of just buying just to buy kind of thing. So, no, um, sure. yeah, so like, that's my goal. I'm in trying so hard to make it like doable, um, mm-hmm. with my site and everything, but definitely I already see it as being a bit of a challenge because most business models, um, are like, um, no refund or like, uh, you have 30 yeah. days or like all these different things. Um, so I'm going to try my best. But yeah, if you are purchasing online or whatever, mm-hmm. make sure you're going to wear it because yeah. you, know, you don't, you don't need more like clutter in your closet. Just no. Wear, so yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's like a different approach from your traditional retail sales. Right? Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you have to buy. This is going to be great. And then two weeks later, you're mad because you see the person returning because it's not what they wanted. It was an impulse buy. Even though if it's going yeah. to be an impulse, you still want it to be meaningful. You still want it to be like, oh, well, this is a buy that can actually last me, that I can use more than once. And like you said, mm-hmm. it's great that you're supporting me, but at the end of the day, I want to make sure that you're buying this because you want it. Mm-hmm. I love that. See? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's different. I know it's a very different approach than what most people do. But um, yeah, like if my goal is to minimize textile waste, to minimize, you know, the impact on the environment, um, that's, yeah, literally my goal is to just try to minimize that um, extra waste that you have in your closets and stuff like that. You're really making every dollar count and every piece of clothing count. Exactly. And then it also saves the whole like, shipping back and forth return like mm-hmm. oh I didn't like this as much as whatever like you know it just saves you that hassle as well because you're buying because you know you like it and stuff so yeah yeah <laughs> I like that but in yeah. terms now with launching the website or launching the company and the event um mm-hmm. did you feel like it was like the right move to launch it now because I feel like a lot of people would have been like oh my gosh it's COVID what are you doing you should wait it out yeah. did you get that yeah um no I actually felt more motivated to do it just because I'm like 
Um, most people are at home. Most people are online already. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for them to like go on there. Yes. Um, whereas in a normal, I guess, normal situation before, like people would have been like, oh, I'm too busy to check like this thing or like, you know, um, mm-hmm. whereas like, yeah, like now I feel like most people are home. They have a bit more time. They're not commuting. So, um, there is that extra time now. Yes. Um, and also like, yeah, because I'm like all motivated now, I kind of want to do everything now. Absolutely. Um, so Why yeah. Back if you don't need to. Exactly. So yeah. And like, um, there is a lot of people like actually spending time online, like, uh, way more time online reading things and doing a bit more research because now they have that extra bit of time. So yeah, if they're able to like, why not, um, share information with them, educate people on like, you know, different ways of being just conscious about like what you're purchasing and stuff. And then, so yeah. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> okay see so it's actually really a good thing that you did you just went went for it this year yeah thing. I feel like a lot of people you kind of have that not like that voice in your head but that voice in your head whether it's from you or other people kind of putting that mm-hmm. doubt and fear if your gut instinct mm-hmm. tells you to do it just do it it doesn't matter yeah. what circumstance it is, what circumstance you're in or the time of year if you feel like this is your now moment mm-hmm. go for it so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And also, like, I didn't want to just, like, hold back because I've done enough of holding back. And um, with this program, it really just helped me to just, you know, push myself and just, you know, stop getting into my head and just, like, go for it. Because I think a lot of times you tend to, like, overthink everything and want to perfect everything. But if you don't start, you you can't improve. You can't get anywhere because you haven't started. Um, and like, there's a quote that I really like, I think it's like, uh, fail fast and fail forward or something like that. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like I, I love that quote and that mindset. And that was like also something that I learned when I was out in Amsterdam a lot was, um, testing out, make mistakes and they're okay with that. And, uh, the reason why they're okay with that is because then you learn the next time you're not going to do the same thing. Now, you know, okay, I'm not going to do this because this is going to lead to this or like whatever the situation might be. Um, and I love that European approach just because like, um, yeah, you're not just like, Oh, I'm not going to do this because I'm scared it's going to go wrong. Or like, you know, whereas I feel like a lot of like North Americans are like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. Like, right? you know, so it's kind of like, they want to put that fear and doubt in you. And it's like, okay, yeah, because they won't do it. I had someone on the podcast before Rochelle Ray, and she's like, because mm-hmm. they don't want to do it, or because they have that fear of doing it, then they feel like you shouldn't do it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you don't know, like, if you don't try it, then you don't know how it's gonna go. You can't learn from something you've never experienced. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that was like a very like, huge um component um or a huge learning moment because then uh yeah you just keep that in mind instead of like being so fearful of making decisions you're like okay I'm just gonna try it out see what happens if it goes well great if not it's a lesson so you grow from it so yeah oh that's that's real motivation right there nice yes (laughs) now my next question for you is because a lot of your designs are pretty much unique pieces. You'll never get a second one. So how do you come up with your designs? Because based on your IG, you do everything by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so I kind of, again, like just work with what I have. So um, I know a few designers who like uh, have given me their like scrap pieces of materials mm -hmm. or like um, if there's something that has broken, I try to make something out of it. Uh, so for instance, um, like the, my initial tight story, yeah. <laughs> um, a similar thing happened a few years later, of course. Um, I, so like, I, I don't know how they ripped, but anyways, I had these like Nike tights and I did something and they ripped Yeah. and I was like, well, I don't want to throw it out. <laughs> so I actually cut them and made the, the legs into sleeves for my crop top. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I made, um, the shorts portion into just like regular, like the shorts portion. Yeah. into shorts. Yeah. Um, and then I made, yeah, the sleeves are like swirls and they're like black and gray. And then yes, the, I saw like, that one. Yeah. And then the middle is like black. And then there's like the black and gray on the sleeves. And then I love it because there's like spirals. And so it's like a bit unique in that sense. Yeah. Um, so I like when things break because you can kind of like play around with it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've heard of that, like, um, I think it's. Uh, there's like an Asian thing that they do I think it's Japanese maybe um, where like if a vase breaks instead of it like breaking they um, paint the they glue everything together and then they paint the cracks gold um, and oh, it's wow. like their way of like um, what's it called like bringing things together and you know seeing the beauty in the little things and seeing the beauty in mm -hmm. what's broken kind of thing which I loved because it was like, oh, it's nice because nothing's really garbage. It's really all in the eye of the beholder. Like yes. you might see like a whole pile of like, you know, scraps of, you know, textile waste and you're like, oh, it's garbage. And then someone like me might be like, oh, that can work with this. Let me yeah. see what I can do with it. And then you like start, I don't know, for me, I started sketching like different ideas and then I'm like, okay, I could sew this like this and kind of like start going from there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of how I like created that like top um, but also like, for example, like I've created this like bucket hat with like pearls, for instance. That's one of my favorites too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just like attached the like pearls at the bottom and mm -hmm. my inspiration came from like, you know how like glasses normally they have like the, the chain. Yes. So, yeah. So I kind of saw that. I was like, oh, what if I could do that with bucket hat? because bucket hats normally there's like a drawstring but normally there's no pearls so um and I was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was at a few actually styling events um earlier this year mm -hmm. and last like fall and um the great thing about that was like I got to style a few models and I got to play around with different like clothings and um different jewelry and all that stuff mm -hmm. um and I got to like put pearls in like her hair and it was like beautiful and I was like oh, I love like so I just like from that moment I've just been in love with pearls I'm like how can I incorporate this into like my yeah. thing um just because like I've never like I can never afford like real pearls because they're too expensive but right. um I was like <laughs> I was able to yeah, they're a little expensive, but <laughs> thankfully I was able to find them at like thrift stores and stuff like that. Yeah. And so like I kind of just use that and yeah, like play around with that and make those. Um, yeah, and I like I don't know, I like I did, and I was like, I love this. I could actually wear this. And I was yeah. 
Because you know, a lot of it actually wear yourself because although yeah. like they're unique designs, they're not designs that are like, oh my God, like extravaganza all out there. Be like, I can literally only wear this once. Like your piece yeah. you can wear over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you can kind of wear this like, I don't know, with like a trench coat or like, mm-hmm. it depends on like how you style it, but like, yeah, I know. I loved it. And so, I don't know, for me, I feel like I design things for me, but then I like share that with the world kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my own consumer, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, so that's kind of like how I work. I kind of just see the different materials that I have and I'm like, how can I make this work? And mm-hmm. then I design something out of that and I like sketch and then I like, um, yeah, start sewing it. Um, either by hand or with like my sewing machine and stuff like that. I have yeah. a sewing machine now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, because initially I was like, oh, like it was like kind of hard to get certain um, angles with the machine just because the machine's mm-hmm. very like linear and I was yeah. like, I can't really reach the quarters. Um, so by sewing by hand, I was able to be more like hands-on and get yes. in like where I really wanted to get into. Um, so that was great. Um, <laughs> so that's really how I kind of design my things and get inspiration from. Um, but also, like, I don't really follow trends. I kind of like I'm always looking around, but mm-hmm. um, and maybe like it inspires me in some way, but not consciously. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like you're literally not yeah. trying to look like the next the next thing that's yeah, on, no. on the runway. Now I need to redesign this. Like you know, your own flavor and taste to it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and like personally, I really like streetwear, so that's why I kind of just naturally went into that. Also, because mm. it was like, I like that kind of um, like masculine ish aspect to it, just because, yeah. Um, yeah, like I grew up being a tomboy, I was always playing sports, so it made yeah. sense. So <laughs> I was never really wearing like a bunch of dresses mm-hmm. and all these things um, and wearing makeup. Yeah. yeah so I guess it's just like I be, I'm comfortable and um yeah I like styling the outfits together and stuff like mm-hmm. that and um yeah like I, I like wearing dresses now but um <laughs> I like to mix and match like <laughs> I like to wear like a bit of everything so yeah. yeah and like for me I don't really see like clothes as like oh it's just for one gender or whatever mm-hmm. like I personally see clothes as, like unisex yeah um because it still fits so it it's- works um, thank, thank you. <laughs> See, I'm with you on the tomboy thing. Like one day I can look like look, look, um, look like a tomboy. I can be like the most girly girl. I yeah. still hate dresses to this day. But if I pick a dress, you're gonna be like, it'll have the slit <laughs> and the mesh, and you're like, you pretty much picked almost borderline non-appropriate dress. You just pick your dress. Sounds nice. Pick, spice girl. <laughs> pick which spice you want today. Oh, all right. I see. Yeah, push it up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, same. I definitely agree with that. And it's funny because, like, literally before this call, uh, my parents were like, uh, where are you going? Um, why are you dressed like that? Like, they, everything I wear, it's always like, parents what are you wearing? Like, I'm like, guys, it's, it's streetwear. It looks nice. You know, you don't understand. Like, and they're like, can you dress more feminine? Da, da, da. And I'm just like, mm, <sighs> when the time is right, when I feel like it. This is just not one of those times. <laughs> exactly. Most of the time. So, 
Yeah, no, they're just very, they're very traditional. And, and I get mm. it. They, they grew up in a different time and stuff yes. like that. But it's okay. I'm going to do me regardless. So. Great. Right. <laughs> like it's gonna come one day they're gonna see it all and it's gonna just fall into place and they'll be like exactly that's what she meant <laughs> <laughs> i hope so i hope they have this moment but right? we'll see <laughs> so my next question for you is because you mentioned thrift shopping now mm-hmm. i'm someone who said oh, i want to try this but i don't really know how to do it so what mm-hmm. are your tips for when it comes to um thrift shopping how do you start how do you pick the um i would say book a lot of time in advance um (laughs) just because yeah like sometimes for me also like i'll be like oh i'll just be there for five minutes and then i end up like two three hours there um and i'm like oh okay this is like a little unexpected um yeah because i literally like i literally go through everything like i go through the books um i go through men's section i go through women's section um like i like i do pretty much everything like i do a round of like literally everything i'm like what if i find a little gem or something like i literally found a mirror one time i didn't need the mirror but (laughs) i was like i love this mirror and like i use it all the time now but like I didn't like need it necessarily, but I was mm-hmm. like, I love this um, and it looks it. great in my room. Exactly. And now I use it all the time. Um, and I was like, see, it, I did get this for a good reason, <laughs> <laughs> but it was unexpected. Like I wasn't like intentionally like, oh, I'm going to go find a mirror. Like yeah. I just walked in through like, yeah, into the, like into the store. And then I was like, oh, this is really nice. Um, and yeah, so like, yeah, I really like my mirror. Um, it's like a gold, like, it looks, so my parents are like, this looks like it's like from the 1980s or something. I'm, I'm dead. Like, That's cool. <laughs> okay, it looks like a very bougie, like, you know, mirror that you would go into like this, like, mansion house and you're like, oh my God, like, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it was now like, it was $15. Nice. It was $15. So I was like, oh. <laughs> That's a good For a mirror. Yeah, normally it's like, I don't know, I would say like maybe 50 or something. Yeah. <laughs> so like you I was pay really 15 happy. for like the most basic mirror at like Walmart or something if you're lucky. Exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, keep going. I like this. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, just take your time and like go through things. Um, mm-hmm. You should never go there if you're just like rushing and trying to get through everything quickly um just because yeah if you do that you're not gonna find anything um and sometimes you won't find like things um that you want and that's fair like yeah I've gone into like a like a valley village or surf store and I'm just like oh I, I need to find this one thing and I don't find it I'm like <laughs> <laughs> but at least I got to save money because I didn't buy anything I guess right like, oh, I'm always trying to like yeah I'm always trying to like see the positive side of things or whatever. So, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, (laughs) cause like there are times where like one time I'll like spend a lot and then there's like another time where like, I just don't buy anything at all. So there's like, there's a bit of balance there. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So those are like a few things I would also suggest. Um, yeah, I would say like also try it on, like go to the fitting room. I mean, right now, because it's a pandemic, everything's kind of closed. But yeah, mm-hmm. make sure you try on or like even just over your clothes to kind of just get an idea like, will this fit me? Will I wear this more than, you know, yeah. three times or something like that? Because I think a lot of times are like people are like, oh, I need to buy this or else like 
I'll come back and it's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you're not going to wear it more than three times, what's the point of buying something that's going to end up in your closet, not doing anything. So yeah. just thinking in that way. And like, also, yeah, again, just trying it on, um, and make sure it fits you right. Or, um, or that you're at least able to like, sew it in if it is a little bit bigger or smaller or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, like sometimes you will find like, um, ripped or like older things at like these thrift stores and stuff but yeah um it also depends like like can you sew like can you do any of that or whatever or make something out of it um or would you just like wear it the way it is mm-hmm. um yeah and then like yeah you're not always gonna find something so you kind of need to go more than once and things are constantly changing yeah. um so you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go Monday and then I'll go like Friday, like and expect to see the same thing, which I kind of like because you always see something different. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I kind of want to ask you something because you're mm-hmm. saying make sure you can wear it more than three times. I like how you have yeah. like, a particular number. Okay. <laughs> how like how did you just come up with, like three times? Like, why not four? Like, why not two? Um... Okay, so if you, like, are, like, oh, I can only wear it to, let's say, a wedding, for example, and mm-hmm. let's say a formal, and that's it, um, like, that might be good for that situation kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but if you're getting, let's say, this, like, a really nice, like, leather skirt or leather dress or something, mm-hmm. and you're, like, I could literally only wear this once kind of thing, um, and you can't really, like, style it or you don't really see yourself wearing this more than like yeah three times and it's like do I really need it that's kind of like the next question because um yeah with most clothes like um if you're able to kind of style it with like one or two other things like maybe you're wearing you know uh red shoes or like maybe Mm -hmm. you're wearing I don't know like um I don't know crop top or like a turtleneck or like something like that um, and you're able to kind of mix and match with different things, mm-hmm. that's where um, I think, like, that's essentially the benefit. It's not necessarily, like, the number. I think having the number is kind of just, like, standard. We like to number things and everything. Yeah. Like, give us three opinions on blah, blah, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, like, Very that's true. why I said three. That's why I said three. It wasn't, like, a specific thing. But um, – if you only can only wear it twice, then it's not really worth it. I think mm-hmm. when you can do three or more, then you're like, oh, I have options. I can wear with these shoes. I can wear with this hat. I can wear with this belt. You know, like I have options to like mix and match. So then it makes it much more worthwhile mm-hmm. because you know, like if you're already thinking of different outfits that you can already wear it with and you know, like, hey, like, yeah, I can definitely wear this with this yeah. then you're good. If you're like, oh, I can only wear this if I go to, let's say, the club or I just do this one thing, mm-hmm. is it worth mm-hmm. it? <laughs> yeah. Be like, do you like really, that's what I mean. Do you yeah. spend your money on this right now? Yeah. Where's like, this going to end necessary? up like two months from now? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not necessarily the number. It's more so like, can you wear it with multiple things? Yeah. Um, and are you willing to wear it with other things? Because I know a lot of people, when they get a dress for like a special event, they literally wear it that one time. Yeah. Um, and they feel, first, I don't know why, a lot of people feel super uncomfortable posting something with the same outfit more than once. I don't know if you feel this. Social media for people. <laughs> 
Social media has literally made people spend and buy things they don't need just so they can get that picture for the gram. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you can always like um, restyle it, wear yeah. it differently, and wear the exact same thing. And not that most people won't notice, but no one cares. No, no one's paying attention. Like, it's your life. You posted this outfit three weeks ago and two days ago. And it's like, really? You really think they're really focusing that hard? Most people just scroll like they don't remember what exactly. they said two minutes ago. Exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's such a weird world now that we live in that, like, it becomes a weird thing to wear something more than once. But, like, personally, like, if I have a favorite pair of something, favorite something, I wear that as many times as possible. Like, this vest, I love this vest so much. Mm -hmm. I got it on eBay, like, last year, and I, like, wear it all the time. It's just so comfy. Like, I put my yeah. hands, and it fits just right. Like, it's cozy, keeps me warm. Like, I can layer it with different things. I wore it at the launch event and I wore like a tank top right under. Mm -hmm. So like it somewhat kept me warm, but it like just fit the whole outfit. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is great. Um, and then now that it's winter, I could just layer it up with like a long sleeve. And it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, it's set. Like, I love it. Like, <laughs> all, all your vest. <laughs> I love it. I have like a few other vests that I love too, but this one's like my top favorite just because uh, like it's black it goes with everything yes. it matches um it's, a staple it's piece. cozy yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now my final question for you is we're gonna like steer kind of a whole different direction but oh. i want to know what does it mean to be unapologetically leanne hmm. i think what it means to be unapologetically unapologetically Leanne <laughs> means to just be my um, authentic self mm -hmm. so that means for me um, being myself never hesitating um, from speaking my truth or like what I'm about and preaching and like doing what I say I'm gonna do um, it means you know giving back to the community in like ways that I can yeah. um, I think it always feels good especially for me like just being able to give back being able to help people share my knowledge um, mm -hmm. I love doing that um, so if anyone has questions or if you have questions as well like feel yeah. free to reach out um, because yeah like I think like it's so important to be able to yeah share your knowledge like What's the point of like knowing so much if you're not willing to share that with other people? Mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, like I don't have to give you like a full lecture, but um, even just like small bits, like maybe you have a simple question about this one thing or whatever, mm -hmm. and I'm able to like answer it, like that's great. Like Google can do the same, but you're going through like a million pages just to find one answer. Exactly. So, <laughs> at least that's like my thought process. Like I'm like, oh, no, there's absolutely. so much like you know but and like i mean it's great willing to give it too it's not like oh my gosh yeah. she's gonna be stingy she's gonna have an attitude like you're actually willing yeah. to people yeah no of course like i think like i'm always trying to like learn from people who are older than me or people who obviously like have more experience and stuff um yeah. just because like they've been through things they know what it's like and stuff like that so yeah i literally call myself an old granny sometimes just because <laughs> i feel like i'm so old and like it's funny. Most people think I'm like way older than what I actually am. And then I tell them my age and they're like, oh, I thought you were like in your late 20s or something. And I was like, 
Yeah. But like, and they're like, not because of your face, you look so young. It's because you talk so like maturely. Yes. And I was like, I guess that's a compliment. Like, like your attitude cool. and how you carry yourself. Yeah, girl, yes. Own that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So like for me, yeah, it's like giving back, it's being able to share my knowledge. Um, it means, you know, being myself, you know, uh, working out, being creative. It's, mm-hmm. um, this being the best version of myself and constantly trying to improve myself as well. Um, I think like there's so much power to like reading books and learning as much as you can. Um, Like during quarantine, I've also been reading a lot of books and listening to a lot of, a lot of podcasts, sorry, Um, which has been great because I've learned so much. I've, completely changed my mindset as well about like a lot of things mm-hmm. um it just opened my mind to like a different perspective which is great because I think a lot of times um we learn certain things and we get stuck in our ways yeah but once we start reading or listening to podcasts about different mindsets and how people are doing things differently it really helps us to um yeah shape the way we think um, give us advice without having to reach out to like a bunch of people mm-hmm. um, it's just like a great like resource um, and it's funny because I used to hate reading when I was younger um, I used I was like do I have to read this book do I have to write this paper <laughs> yeah and so then from there I was just like I don't know re- this is more recently like literally like the last year or so last year and a half or so yeah um I was like oh like maybe I should start reading books and then I started listening to like audiobooks and like um podcasts and I was just like oh this this is so valuable like didn't expect that but it's funny because my dad was always like oh the future is in the books blah 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 and I was like yeah yeah like you know you don't listen to your parents when they like talk to you no someone else um, maybe but parents nah yeah (laughs) exactly um yeah so like for me it's like constantly trying to improve myself and um yeah and like now I'm also learning how to um yeah constantly like ask for feedback as well and not Mm -hmm. just be like oh like how can I improve myself and not taking action about it so now I'm really trying to like be a better version of myself and trying to improve like my worth ethic my skills my creativity like everything that I do um so I feel like that's like my perfectionist trying to like kick in again um (laughs) trying to be the perfect person even though like that's impossible Mm -hmm. but I do try my best to constantly try to better myself and be yeah a better person um you keep yeah no one's perfect and we're all human Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so books has definitely helped me um also I'm not sure if you read like the four agreements no no um it's really interesting because it talks about you know being intentional it talks about you know how our words have value and how it can make an impact on people's lives and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and like of course you know that but until you actually see how it's actually implemented um it's really interesting how that kind of plays out because Mm -hmm. we say things all the time but until we see how it affects someone personally we don't give it value we're kind of like oh they're just words words Mm -hmm. won't like hurt me but like some people do take it personally and they do take it in a certain way or whatever yeah um and they can it can shift the way they do things um 
like for example they gave an example about how like a girl was like super happy like singing and all preppy and dancing and everything her mom was like having a headache she wasn't feeling well and she came home and um she was like stop singing you have an ugly voice and then from that moment that girl like became very shy she became very to herself she stopped singing um and she never understood why um because mm-hmm. like as a child you don't really remember things like as a child until you're like yeah. you're a lot older um and yeah like I was like oh that's so interesting because yeah like people say things all the time mm-hmm. and we don't really like think about what that means kind of thing yeah. so yeah so I read that I read like The Secret which is also really great mm-hmm. um Rich Dad Poor Dad also amazing um yeah, just like also like a lot of just like entrepreneurship, a lot of like self-help books and like just anything to just improve or like learn something new, yeah. um, which is great because, yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually really good. That I love that because you're actually making sure like, okay, like you said, you don't want to be perfect, but you want to keep elevating yourself. You want to keep leveling up. You want to keep educating yourself. Like you don't just want to stop mm-hmm. here. And a lot of people exactly. they get kind of get into that comfort zone. Oh, okay, well, I don't really need this. I don't really need to expand my mind. And, then, and that's when you kind of see the world kind of pass you by, other people pass you by because you got too comfortable. So you kind of always mm-hmm. want to stay on your toes and be like, what's that next thing I could tackle? What's that next exactly. thing to push you forward? Exactly. And like things are always changing as well. Like knowledge is changing. Resources are changing. YouTube mm-hmm. is changing. Like a lot of that is changing. So there's always so much to learn. And um, I know like in the past, a lot of people loved like being comfortable with where they're at and stuff like yeah. that, but there's so much value in wanting to learn more and doing more research and staying updated and like the newest things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause then you become also more valuable. You now know all these different things. You're able to speak on them and be like, Oh yeah, I know a little bit about this. I know a little bit about that. And you're able to have, uh, more conversations instead yeah. of just like, oh, how's the weather? Oh, I'm great. How about you? Like, you know, like those basic conversations. Mm-hmm. You can talk a lot, like, more and just have those conversations, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And for me, I'm personally really curious. Like, I love learning new things. So, yeah, um, yeah. like, and also if you have book suggestions, please let me know. <laughs> yes, I was going to send you my whole list. I just started collecting my, like, collection this year again. And I'm just like, oh, this is eye-opening. Yes, I know. I'm slowly getting to that reading thing too, because I'm like after school finished, and I'm like, mm, I'm gonna take a break. Five years of just heavy textbooks and constant writing. That's true. Just, just feed, just feed the mind with the TV. <laughs> so with you, that'd be like, or like audiobooks, because audiobooks is great. See, and I tried that, and I don't know, my attention span was terrible. Because I'm like, I can You're listen what? to mute my attention span. Like, I can listen to music mm. all day, but I'm like, it's an audiobook. Isn't that not, like, the same difference? I don't know. I need to try it again. Maybe you just need to find that one good book to kind of just break the seal. And yeah. <laughs> it also depends, like, how they're talking, like, they're reading it to you. Like, there is, like, um, for example, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Like, I heard the audiobook for Rich Dad Poor Dad, <laughs> and, like, the way he, the person spoke was very like engaging, very, not engaging, but it was very like, you wanted to hear what would happen next because yeah. he 
did a lot of storytelling. He said it in a way that was like interesting. You're like, oh, tell me more. Tell me more. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, whereas like when I heard, um, I think it was the power of habits. Mm-hmm. Um, it spoke a lot around like scientific facts and it was very like dull, but still really interesting. It's just very dull. Like it's yeah. a lot, it's a lot harder to just be like, oh, I want to listen to this all day. Like I still have not heard back. Like so I heard the like first few the chapters. Like the exactly. person themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of varies and like makes an impact on like, like what you're listening to and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay i'll give it a try you know what you inspired me i'm gonna try at least i'm gonna put one of my buttons in an audiobook (laughs) okay okay let me know how that goes and if you have suggestions also let me know if you do like any of them oh absolutely so um, you guys i'm gonna get her to send me the books and i'm gonna link them in like the podcast description on youtube so you can definitely just head over amazon audiobook wherever the books are and you can check it out for yourselves because these are some great suggestions yes well Sounds good leah this concludes today's episode first of all thank you so much for joining me today before i close <laughs> thanks off thanks for having there, me thank you before i close off do you have um any last remarks tell them your social medias once again your website Cool. Yeah. So we're launching my site this week for repurpose. So mm-hmm. R-E-P-U rpus.ca will be launching this week um thankfully (laughs) um and yeah like exciting news um Mm. also if you want to follow or support and stay updated and like what we're doing um you can follow us at r-e-p-u-r-p-u-s on instagram and facebook um and also um you can subscribe to our email list on our website as well. So, so stay tuned for more. Um, and yeah, if you guys have any questions also or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us through, repur- re- through <laughs> repurpose. Sorry, this. It's a tongue twister. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. How <laughs> are you keeping but yeah so you can find us there um and if you want to reach out to me personally it's leanne smiles l-i-a-n-n-e-s-m-i-l-e triple z so yeah (laughs) and thank you all so much for listening if you want to hear from leanne again or you have any questions comments podcast topics hit me up on social media at unapologetically her on Instagram and at unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. And also don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on various platforms. And that includes, and it's a long list, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully you'll tune into an episode next week. And much love, peace. And thank you, Leanne, for joining us once again. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate you having on, having me on here thank and just you. asking me a bunch of questions. I really appreciate it. Um, so thank you. Um, I hope this goes well. And yeah, thank looking you. forward to the future. <laughs> this is something that I feel like a lot of people can learn from because we don't talk about this as often. You don't hear about it as often. So I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Aw, thank you. Appreciate it. Bye.